0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite, ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I've been sitting here today thinking, like, how... Like, often I do this. I'm like, how am I going to start the episode? And, like, I nothing came to mind for this one. And then I sat there for a little while longer, Robert, and I was like, I can start this episode. I've done it a thousand times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, more like 135 times to be well, probably... Well, 133 at 100, this point. Not to get too
0: technical. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, okay, I got a starting thing for this episode and then I said you know what it would actually make more sense next week <laughs> so I'm 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 tabling it for the next episode
1: <laughs> well I mean we have to acknowledge the fact that we were maybe people that knows gone for a week you know an episode finished yeah. post did not post
0: last week yeah, so uh, like I said last episode, we did uh, take a week off because me and Robert went to Anime Expo uh, for four days. So we didn't actually have time <laughs> to record mm. a new episode, but like, we had the hindsight to be like, yeah, we're going to go to Anime Expo, so we're going to take a day off. Um, we are actually going to like talk about a lot of that stuff um, in addition to the direct, which we are finally we getting missed. around to yeah. because – like last episode i said watch there be a direct that happens literally because like lo and behold we we recorded the last one early and Uh i'm like okay if they don't announce the direct at six or at 6 p.m like they usually announce things at nintendo then then we'll record tonight then they announce it the next morning at like 6 a.m we
1: (laughs) waited like the last hour it was quite literally like we're gonna give it one more minute and at that point, we said, if it's now, it's never, never happened. Next day, here comes the direct. So we're like, well...
0: I said, of course, of course. We
1: cannot, we discussed this, we will not do a deep dive into a direct. I think, at least for mine, it's feel like it's been so long that that boat has sailed and long gone. Like, it's, it has gone, like... It's already been to its destination. It's landed. You know, it's already been docked. So we'll at least talk about the major announcements about it and give our our takes on those. But I guess we gonna whatever you have scheduled, we'll we'll stay on it.
0: Yeah, I, I I picked us out some trailers to refresh ourselves with for probably the the twelve like most interesting announcements, and then other things. It's like, well, yeah, we know what Hot Wheels Unleashed looks like, um, and we know what Pikmin Four looks like. Um, plus I'm gonna be talking about Pikmin Four one of these weeks because um, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of the demo, mm-hmm. um, but I've mostly been playing Final Fantasy 16. So I'm um, before we get started, um. On, on this episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure and intros and all that stuff. Um, two things that have been on my mind um, a lot recently. First of all, this podcast is about to be on its third anniversary. So like, mm. uh, like applause in chat, pats on back, all that stuff. We, we are about to be on the, 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 the third actual anniversary of Markers on the Map. And secondly... It it was last July at, like, the end of the month. So, like, we're in July um, where the fabled Reese's White Chocolate Peanut Butter Ghosts for Halloween started appearing. So, I'm, like, (laughs) I'm looking at the calendar. It's, like, early July. When we're recording, I'm, like, wait a second. It's July. That means Reese's White Chocolate Ghosts, sir. (laughs) That's way –
1: I feel like maybe August. I don't know why they would be rolling them out in July. I know. So,
0: last year, it was, like – the last week of july i remember i distinctly remember recording that episode too like because we were it was like 97 we or something because i know we were gearing up for yeah we were we were gearing up for the 100th episode i think around this time last year was when we were getting everything set up to do sonic 3 and the jurassic park like we might have even played it like a month or at least three weeks before we recorded mm-hmm. so um yeah time does certainly fly here um <laughs> but anyway My name is Daniel, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. And I think we both know how we've been lately, but I gotta ask it, just just for consistency's sake. How are you doing, Robert?
1: After having a long discussion of, man, four days isn't enough for a convention, and on the fourth day, I said, you know what, maybe four days is enough for a single convention. Uh, Besides, you know, the usual convention tiredness of... Uh, walking around for hours on end, but also the, the the depression of oh wow the convention's over and you get home and everything's like oh the de- con- the convention depression. But other than that,
0: it's not uh, Anime Expo at home. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like uh, other than that. I think uh, from from I guess what you're gonna say is that. Uh, Anime Expo was a success. I think we pretty much did everything we, we wanted.
0: Yeah, so we hadn't been in four years. Uh, I know they didn't do it for two years, and then they did it last year, but, you know, um, concerns with the current goings-on mm-hmm. and, it, you know, the, the health crisis in... in in a, you know in the world um but yeah it was a ton of fun it's literally like my favorite thing to do um and we can finally talk about anime expo here on the podcast something we <laughs> wanted to do for quite a while at this mm-hmm. point um so yeah i mean uh, aside from that with me uh since we've been back from anime expo i've been going really hard on final fantasy 16 so i hope to kind of um, I know I'm not going to have the Platinum anytime soon, but I'm yeah. kind of hoping to be finished with the story. I'm, I'm doing all the side quests. We're not going to get into that game at all today. Um, that's something for next episode. Um, but that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, and a little Street Fighter Six, which we'll talk about towards the end of news today. Um, but yeah, Anime Expo. I think, you know, each day had its... You know, adventure. Like we did most of the shopping on the first day. We mm-hmm. did most of Artist Alley on the second day. We did a lot of Entertainment Hall second on the day. third day. Uh, yeah, second day too. We I kind of mix th- and match those two things. I think
1: third day was chill day. It was absolutely. Oh no, third day was panel day.
0: Oh, third day definitely. And and boy, did we go to some good yeah, panels so that we'll bring up here.
1: <laughs> it was. It was day one was shopping. Day two was entertainment and and pictures day three was panels and yeah. day four was just wrap up everything we needed to do before we left which
0: was yeah not do a la- last couple of rounds through whatever we needed to look mm. at that day because um, you know the convention closes a little bit earlier that day um i totaled up our times we were there for an average of 11 hours each day and walked an average of 10 miles each, each day wait, so- 11 hours each day um, if you average it all out. Oh, okay. Because we were there a little longer on day three and a little shorter on day four, but okay. we were up there. And now I'm, I'm counting, like, getting there and being in line. Yeah, okay, okay. In addition to, like, actually being at the I get it, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. okay. Yeah, so um, amongst all the, like, merch and panels and cosplay and purchasable items and all that good stuff, um, there was some game-related stuff. I think the most, like jaw dropping one for us was something we didn't even know was going to happen um so they had a like a PC booth where they had like these it big was, screens and everything who was it i'm not entirely sure what the brand was
1: yes it was wd black it was their pc kind of setup section oh, they sell familiar. ssds yeah
0: yeah and it it was a street fighter setup and like that's cool and all but i heard a voice and i'm like yo that's vicious a street fighter commentator mm-hmm. and one of the ones that does the commentary in street fighter 6 doing live commentary for these street fighter matches that were it was just so hype like i know like when, when i like my hair was standing up on my arm
1: what was it it was it was winner's bracket no it was, it was a was semi-finals, semi-finals think? And think it was semi-finals, winner's bracket and then they were gonna have a loser's bracket whenever they were gonna host that whenever because the obviously the losers yeah. get into loser's bracket and they would go in for that but Um, it was winners, pretty sure winners bracket. It was it was a semifinals. Didn't know that was happening. And I think it was so funny because the one thing I said about this entire trip, we were lucky. Everything we did was based entirely off luck and it was lucky we did most of anything. We were just there at the right time and the right moment because we pulled up and i believe it was just right when it was beginning so we pretty much got like front row not obviously not sitting up but we pretty much got like standing up front row spots where we can watch the whole thing
0: yeah and like it like watching it live is completely different from like watching it over a twitch stream mm-hmm. to the point where it's like you feel the ripple of the crowd like i know that seems like a corny thing to say but like you can feel the intensity
1: it is it is not though that was it Evo Moment Thirty Seven? The obviously everyone talks about it. You've seen it, and it's yeah. Impressive. It's like, could you
0: imagine being you, there with how yeah. hyped everyone was getting from like this the comeback that this DJ yes, player had? You it, cannot
1: it, it was... <laughs> understand the level of hype until you've experienced it yourself. I'm like, yeah, it's Now I want to go to Evo. Like, I want to go see see uh, Evo tournament. I want to see like the amount of twists and turns. It's like watching a really good like soap opera play. You don't know what's going to happen. Like you think someone is uh-huh. down, but then they come back. And then you think all oh, this is going to be an impossible comeback and then you see people do well under pressure. Some don't. It's just it was just like 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 enough said goosebumps just all around cuz it was it was a nice uh Yeah, dude. I totally to
0: goosebumps. <laughs> Plus then we got to do some some, you know, matches of our own on the the PCs that they mm-hmm. had there. Um I think the next day we did that. Um, Mm -hmm. played with an Xbox controller. It was a different sensation, but I didn't mind it. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it goes to show you like Street Fighter Six is a new game. But it's very popular, it's very exciting to watch, and just the strategies that people are starting to develop that I see on, like, tweets about the game and everything, where you see that, like, people are now finding ways to do things after taking damage that wouldn't probably be possible in any of the other Street Fighter games. It's just, it's such an interesting game, not only to play, but to observe. Like, I'm nowhere near pro level, but, like, I'm inspired by this.
1: I have also, when people tell you street fighter is a game of you know let's just say your physical sense of having to play it motion stuff like that street fighter is entirely a mental game a hundred percent through and through some people may see a certain thing like oh they're spamming the same move or they're doing certain but you know what they're doing in in the sense of the in the pro league in the sense they're playing in the player's head they're trying to mentally throw them off their game they're doing something to where they're used to that rhythm, and once that rhythm is broken, at least for a second, it can throw a player off tremendously and actually like throw off the entire game plan. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where, like I said, you, once you see it in person, you can see when a player is just spamming a move because that's all they know, to where they're doing the same type of motion. Not to spam it, but in the sense of they're playing into the player's mind. They're trying to get in their head and throw them off their game.
0: Yeah. You could play differently one from one round to the next, which mm-hmm. is you know each character has enough moves to where um, for two rounds, one win, one loss. You could you know hold the move close to the chest and then start using that move in the last round when your opponent thinks that they've got the read on you or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a fighting game mental. A
1: lot of good. I, uh, I forgot. I was, but it's like I forgot who played. I don't remember the, most of the people because we only saw like two matches. We we saw. Uh, it was a Cammy versus JP, and then it was then the yeah. then the Cammy switched to Chun-Li, and then it was yeah. DJ versus Ken, I believe. And I, f- apologies, I don't remember the pro players, but they were like they were legit like pro players, and I, it's just like I it yeah. really I can't re- for the life of me I can't remember their name.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of pro players, so it's like <laughs> plus we just came in and we're like I was kind of starstruck by Vicious being there because you know I've been watching Vicious commentate Street mm-hmm. Fighter for years now, so <laughs> it's th- very cool. I think um, I like how this is
1: like day 2 stuff and we're talking about it like it's the first thing that happened.
0: Yeah, a <laughs> lot of stuff happened. Um um but like we like you said earlier, we did do some panels day 3. Um mm-hmm. video game related panels both mm-hmm. actually. Um Persona 5 Tactica in the morning and Persona 3 Reload in the evening. Now, each of these panels started out with a brand new trailer um, that they debuted there at those panels. For Persona 5 Tactica, it was a gameplay overview about, um, you know, what you can do with certain characters. And in in this trailer's case, it was Joker, Morgana, and a new character. A new character, Karina. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then for Persona 3, it was a brief trailer that showed the first. You know, the first time we're hearing the brand new voice cast for Persona mm-hmm. Three Reload because um, they decided to completely redo the recordings and, mm-hmm. and voice actors for for Persona Three. It's, I guess,
1: for like Persona Five was cool, but Persona Three was one of those we I don't think we expected at all. We were just like, we'll yeah. see if it happens. I
0: wasn't anticipating to be able to get into that one because of crowding, but mm-hmm. I think we got into the line early enough. To, mm-hmm. like, luck out on that one. Like, Persona 5 Tactica was an early morning. It's like, you just go early and you'll get into that Yeah,
1: one. this, because I believe AX said they're not cleaning out panels. They're not taking yeah, people they out. Yeah,
0: they do that sometimes.
1: Um, <laughs> I think that just, it's always one of those ones where it's people wait for it. And the sense of, if they're willing to sacrifice their entire AX day to see this panel, they're going to allow them to do so. So it's just kind of like, if you, if you get there, you get there. But the whole point is... We, at least the people there inside were the first to see, I think they said artwork from the game and also the trailer. Like it was pretty much everyone there was the first to see it. And we got the new voice actors there also as well to, to show it and to like explain how the process of the game worked and how voice acting went for them throughout the entire process. I think the reason why we even went to that one, like I said, the entire trip, we were lucky. We did everything. We would. It was like two three o'clock i think when we lined up around that time and we pretty much just looked around and i said i think we've pretty much done everything we can go to that persona panel if there's time and we did and and we were just like the second road to get in
0: there it it was really cool like so i don't know if i've ever like i know i've brought up that persona 3 was my first persona game on the podcast mm-hmm. but i'm really partial to that game being what got me into the series and like just being like a cool part of you know growing up um playing persona 3 um i really liked how the the new voice cast had really good chemistry with each other mm-hmm. um it, it's like the protagonist is voiced by uh luke from <laughs> street fighter 6 oh, speaking of street um, fight, the yeah. other one yeah the other the other ones I'm not entirely like super familiar with but like I like their chemistry enough to where and and I like the performances that we've heard and they did some like choice quotes from the game um which mm. is you know it was very good. Um, for Persona Five Tactica, I know those voice a- well, except for Arenas. Um, she's pretty new, I think. But the other three, I know them very well. Um, from Persona and other things. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Mercer uh, from JoJo and all that stuff. But um, Jeremy Leigh, um, she's actually my favorite voice actor like mm-hmm. ever. Um, she's done a lot of anime and games. She's like she's V, the female version of V from Cyberpunk. Um, is probably the most biggest you know like recent video game role for her. But she's also Makoto, and you know is my favorite Persona character um and they also have good chemistry and like the panels had like just like i don't know i i I just felt good i felt like they were like two of the like highest level panels because they were mostly about like talking to the panelists Mm -hmm. and not like showing ads like a lot of industry panels i've gone to like viz media crunchyroll will do like Mm -hmm. here's a new trailer for an anime that'll be on crunchyroll like here comes
1: uh it's speaking about persona no 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 postmate we'll have you it's like that it was like imagine they did a that. jeff Keeley, yeah g- the, the,
0: the summer games festival
1: yeah. <laughs> like no 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 um um postmate uh, but uh i i think the persona 3 crowd was obviously way more hyped than the persona 5 uh we did get some cool uh freebies for persona 5 It gave us a poster oh yeah
0: a, a good poster uh, with the the, with the box art on mm-hmm. it
1: and then they had a Sega booth which we got a free keychain as well. But um, oh, yeah, that yeah. was so in they, the main Oh yeah, they they had to, they had
0: to, like take a picture with oh. the Persona 5 wall and you get a keychain.
1: You you played um um what was it?
0: Um Somebody Sab- oh, I don't you know that's that. next on the topic. Cuz yeah. <laughs> cuz we pretty much
1: <laughs> the trailer for Persona 3 is out, the the art is out. So it's like we were just kind of the first ones there, but the panelists were talking about You know, voice acting. How I said how how it went down. Who the you know the the the, uh, voice, the people that were chosen, and that you know pretty much how they were able to pretty much take a very big like task. uh, You know how it felt like to take such a big task because Persona Three is like loved by so many Persona fans.
0: Persona Three is I know that voice actor from hundreds of Mm -hmm. anime shows. The game, like literally everybody in that game has. Probably a hundred animes to to their name, <laughs> mm-hmm. um. But yeah, it, it was a total blast. Yeah, um, it was. We'll we'll keep on the the Atlas Sega thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Samba de Amigo. I, I got to play Samba de Amigo. Um, I think it's Party Central or something. It's coming out for the Switch. Um, I really like this. So you know, being a fan of rhythm games like Project Diva uh, and Theatrhythm, especially, mm-hmm. um but not just dance like for some reason i could never get into just dance but like I, I don't know i'd probably like it if i tried it um i i know i've played one game in the just dance series but it was like one of the original ones mm-hmm. um but Samba de amigo is like you take the joy cons and then your maracas so you've got like a grid of like six circles and like dots are coming up that you have to like hit with the joy cons in midair sometimes you'll have to shake them sometimes you'll have to do diagonals and sometimes you'll have to do like poses and everything then like mini games will pop up mid song where like oh the the circles might get bigger or oh you might have to just continually pose and as you pose like a meter will fill up and if you've done the pose correctly and the meter fills up fast you'll get a better rating Mm -hmm. um I, I I enjoyed what I, I... I played, what, three songs? I failed one because I got... You it know, I'm like, I gotta play on hard. Normal yeah, was, was too hard. easy. <laughs> um, plus, I don't know about, you know, latency things um, being in, you know, with that much tech mm-hmm. and people in one area. It, it might be a better experience to just do in a living room. Um, but, like, this game was on my radar. It's something I was gonna get just because, you know, it's not every day Samba Amigo comes out. It's like the last one was on the Wii, and I mm-hmm. think before that, like, the Dreamcast um, but, like, I'm happy to say that it was a good demo, and it did, like, very much sell me on the game. Um, but, you know, I, I like, as a huge Rhythm Game fan, it's just, it's just my jam.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, once when was the last one? For the Wii, but when was that? Yeah, the Wii. 2000 and...
0: It was 2007 eight? or 8? Yeah, um, something like that. I never played that one. Yeah, um, so I'm happy i'm actually happy that they had it like i didn't know that it was going to be there until i saw it um when we walked by sega booth on the first day and i saw people playing it i'm like oh at some point i gotta try this so i think it was like the third or fourth day that i ended up it was the fourth uh, day playing it i remember yeah it It was day four you know how it all gets blurry because of the audio visual overload at ax i'm like i can't remember the order we did things in but i know we did cool things
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like i said day one was just shopping i think we were just looking at all the cool obviously shops um
0: day one was that take your time going through each and every one of the aisles so you don't miss anything um, and i still miss things
1: (laughs) yeah uh anything from day one besides shopping i would discuss about mm, it's pretty much just shopping pretty much all around uh yeah i bought a guilty gear shirt bag i got a shirt so i got a bag with this that's game related uh yeah i, got a well, I bought Ge-
0: transformers figures that's- there's transformers games Same- am yeah. i right yeah
1: <laughs> so there's tra- there are transformers games um
0: i got a jury play map. there is a booth that sells like Really retro Japanese games they're, that oh, you know we visited bought, multiple times.
1: I bought Super Famicom controllers because I really yeah, like the colored the, buttons. I really like the color buttons, and I was so mad that America never did color buttons, and they were so cool. And so I bought Japanese like controls, and they're fine. They're doing they're they're well. They uh, they work well. They're working fine.
0: So you play? I'm sure you play Donkey Kong Country with those. Yes,
1: I I recently did a Donkey Kong Country run, all Donkey levels completed by Donkey Kong, no no Diddy. So I'd done that recently. We've already talked about Donkey Kong Country, so we don't need to go. But recently, done here's a
0: here's a question to ask on air though. (laughs) Donkey Kong Country we did in the 19th episode of Markers on the Map. Do you think it's too early for like a A a revisit
1: of that? I would revisit. (laughs) let's
0: say like mm, that was back when we did news first and mm. i feel like we rushed like back in those episodes we did have to rush through the whole game in like half an hour i'm like maybe like a two-parter at some point like not immediately because we have you know big games to talk Mm -hmm. about right now but i was just thinking about that the other day i was like a revisit to donkey Kong country one at least in sometime in the future maybe in december
1: for no particular reason oh maybe in december for <laughs> yeah. no particular reason we'll save that for yeah. december um yeah um, I, maybe i mean there's still a lot of games we need to play together and ta- yeah. discuss about but maybe somewhere in the distant future uh we'll revisit a lot of old stuff i'm we thinking kind of the fast-packed.
0: next snes revival needs to be done with those super famicom controllers
1: well, i mean just we just got to pick out a game here and then something that's not on the switch that we can talk about yeah something um, obscure <laughs> other than that yeah um, I, besides i bought a jury play mat that's street fighter related so jury play mat um what other game related stuff i was on the hunt for mario solid 3 hd japanese port they didn't have it they had it the last time we went we went to 2019 that's the last time we went they didn't have it this time which is fine the the you know they're re-releasing them anyways i just want to hear it in the original japanese language that's pretty much it but uh that's fine Day one, they had dude, Mother
0: Three.
1: They had Mother Three. They had ex- expensive Mother Three. Oh, they had. Yes, they you, did. Daniel, did you know that they had Laserdisc? And did you know that Laserdiscs are not vinyl? No way!
0: You mean, I can't <laughs> play my Laserdisc disc on a vinyl record player.
1: <laughs> so we. Uh, so if you don't know, I collect Laserdisc because I have a Laserdisc player. Um, I like to collect just kind of old things. That are very. Inexpensive like laser discs, they're like a dollar a movie, sometimes five dollars. I've seen some pretty crazy prices, but I'm like, you can find them for five dollars and stuff like that. Um, the one thing I always, always get I, I don't know if other laser disc collectors, if it exists out there, get this, but when you're buying a laser disc and it's a movie and you can clearly see it's a movie. Uh, let's say like something that can never be on a vinyl record. What's, what's a movie that will never ever be on like vinyl record? Let's say. um... Let me see. Let me look at my collection. Uh, if there's anything. Oh, Seven Samurai. I have Seven Samurai on LaserDisc. I don't know why that oh, would ever. Criterion put... collection. Yeah, on LaserDisc. I don't know why that would ever be a vinyl record. There's not really a good amount of music to put on on a full LP record. Um, every time. Also, at, like...
0: it's like three hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> every time and i hope other laser disc people understand this when you're buying a laser disc everyone will look at you and tell you you know it's not a vinyl or you're not an, it's not a record right which i understand maybe a lot of people have mistaken a laser disc as a vinyl and then they get home they're like what what this isn't a record this is, this won't play on my vinyl i don't have a laser i imagine a, i imagine
0: a record player needle would very much scratch up <laughs>
1: oh even though it's still the same type of like uh like mid, like it's the same sort of idea it is a laser it's a it's a it's, it's like a needle but so it's a, it's a it's certain like you can't i don't know it's really hard to explain but it is sort of the same built idea system as a record it's just a a, a disc form of some way but either way the whole joke is that every time i buy a laser disc they always say you know it's not a record, right? So I always have to pre- mentally prepare myself, like, don't get upset, they're just trying to do... But it's like, you hear it over and over again, you're just like, I know what I'm... like. It's like, I know what I'm buying, I just I understand that I'm the first time they're seeing someone buy this, in the sense of me buying it, maybe they have regulars, I, I don't know, but me buying it, they're probably like, alright, right, to make sure they gotta tell them. But, the point is, uh, they had Cowboy Bebop on Laserdiscs, and I would have bought it, but there was like nine Laserdiscs, they're all like 35 each, and... Yeah my whole thing you you know about this if i buy one thing and it's part of a collection set i gotta buy the whole thing
0: i know i get like that with something some things i can like avoid it with but some things it's like oh a certain copic set volume two that they had at anime expo i'm like well oh. if i can't have volume one
1: <laughs> ax speaking of like ax day four gokiger they had super sentai gokiger sh figure art figures all of them except for red they even had silver they had pink yeah they Had yellow they didn't have Green captain Blue. marvelous
0: <laughs> they
1: had they had they had silver no captain marvelous no red ranger so they were a good price too they're 50 bucks each there was a very well you know fair price for all the sh like they're old they're old sh figure figures they're from like probably when they initially released no it's like yeah it's like no i have to have all of them if not all of them then none of them because then you're gonna look at yeah. it like i'm only missing the one
0: it's miss it yeah and that one is like oh where am i gonna find it <laughs> exactly but. Just, just backing up for a few seconds i'm like this is the kind of laser disc technical know-how that that we live for markers on the map <laughs> <laughs> um
1: day one was just shopping day two definitely artist alley saw good a lot of good art artists there um yes
0: a lot of games and anime art like mm-hmm. I, I was super zoned into a lot of the game stuff at this anime expo too like you know after you know doing a podcast for three years and all that
1: they had a, a big Yoshi, uh, someone selling like big Yoshi stickers and keychains. Uh, yeah. They had a ghost print that was pretty cool. Uh, maybe if mm-hmm. they sell it online, I might pick it up. Ghost it of Tsushima. Yeah. Not like, I don't know, Call of Duty. Yeah, there's like the ghost from Call of Duty. A lot yeah. of, actually, a lot of people were cosplaying the ghost from Call of Duty. Like, the game-related cosplays, I saw a lot of uh, I know, ghosts. I know,
0: <laughs> I totally noticed a lot of
1: them. Um, what other um, game-related um, cosplays did we see?
0: Um, oh we saw, we saw borderlands
1: we saw we saw tiny Tina oh, yeah, and you, dr Z.
0: tiny tina and dr zed
1: we um, never got to see the tina again yeah. because her costume broke she had to go fix it but we did get a, a picture with the zed we do have pictures of that
0: yeah we um, saw a sailor moon version of master chief
1: yes um this is sort of game related because he's in he's in a video game there's someone cosplaying a spawn he's in mortal Kombat 11 that's game related
0: yeah and we talk about spawn a lot on here because it's your favorite
1: <laughs> it is my favorite i love spawn i, I want to do a snes talk about that game someday um yeah day, oh maybe day that two, could be next may, maybe it depends well because we'll, i can i can breeze that game within an hour it, in 50 yeah. minutes um day two besides artist alley and entertainment hall which they did have like an arcade setup which we did do last time they did have yeah. guitar hero uh world uh, the the arcade game we didn't go in this time though we i think we pretty much wanted to do everything else and that was just like if we have like an hour to kill we'll just do that for an hour um what other was there anything game related within the entertainment area that we
0: um uh, like there was some shops and everything and of course you know uh that whole street fighter setup um there were demo kiosks that you could go and play for like some mobile games uh Mm -hmm. and is america was down there with um demos of some of their upcoming rpgs um other gaming related stuff like with sega and atlas just mm-hmm. going back to that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, photo photo ops with like Yakuza, like a Dragon, like a dragon. the man who mm-hmm. erased his name. There was photo ops with Shin Megami Tensei for the 30th anniversary. Um, a lot of like cool imagery, posters, and stuff with those things. Um, and then other game stuff I can think of was like they had a One Piece Odyssey demo that you had to play mm-hmm. to get a poster. But I'm like, the Dude, here's my platinum yeah. trophy. <laughs> and Naruto connections, Storm connections, which I. Like, I've seen the giant Naruto booth. We walked through that booth, but I didn't see until I watched a video on YouTube that there was actually a place where you could try the game out. And I was like mad about it for a second, but I'm like, these are just remakes, I think, of the first three. So (laughs) they had a a board
1: game area, not only in the entertainment hall. They had an actual like board game like center where you can like new board games that you could buy and get pieces and like card sleeves and stuff like that. They had that. Yeah,
0: I mean, they had everything, man. It was such a good year. It was so great this time.
1: AX, uh, I I pretty much had fun. I think AX this year didn't do as much stuff as they did in 2019, but as, like, accomplishing what we were there to do, we did more that plus more. We went way beyond what we wanted to accomplish. We did panels, more than one. We got everything we wanted. We saw everything we wanted. Maybe there's some stuff we wouldn't miss. Maybe that's why four days isn't enough. Maybe that, you know, whatever it may be, but... We pretty much did everything. They had a Yu-Gi-Oh store where they there are two Yu-Gi-Oh stores that are selling shirts. Two. Pretty...
0: I was like, wow, yeah. two of them, and they've both got Toon stuff in it. That because the Toons are my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh Anything else? Oh,
1: we were looking for two, at least one. You know what's funny? I'll I'll, I'll end AX on this. We went. To, we entered AX into two games we wanted. Mine was Mega Solid uh-huh. Three, the HD collection, the Japanese import. And yours was the Shin Common Rider Switch game. And yet, we never found them. Every nope. person we went to that sold games, new, old, whatever they may be never had Metal Gear Solid and they never had the Shin Common Rider game. Which is weird because I don't think we're that upset about it. I don't know how you may feel about it. You may differ from what I feel. It's just if they had it, they had it. If not, oh well. It's not like I can't find it somewhere else. It's just I no, was more I,
0: confused. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, how?
1: Yeah, it's like it's just it would have been just a lot more, sort of, just easier for me to find it there, instead of having to go hunt yes. it somewhere else.
0: But because last last time we went is when I got the physical Japanese version of the Phoenix Wright trilogy for the mm-hmm. Switch. Because I said this is cool, this isn't available in the states, I gotta have this. So like, it's the same kind of case with SD Shincomen Rider Rumble. It's like that's a Japanese exclusive game. And also physical edition, um, but there's like an English version of it that I was hoping to find. Um, we did see Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster physical. Um, mm-hmm. k- kind of kicked myself for not getting that one, but at that point I, I had spent too much. So it's I like, think ah. you went
1: way. <laughs> oh, we we all we both had a budget. I went completely under budget. I I don't think I think I spent maybe like a hundred less than you. I spent yeah, like I, I don't want to say, but I it's went definitely like a hundred less.
0: Than you. I, I went slightly over what I was. Hoping for, but I think that was because of tax on the figure.
1: I say this, we never do anything but AX. That's the at least you do. I, I yeah, had like my one two thing. other <laughs> I had another thing that I already went through that I had to pay for, and then I had to do this again. But hey, I, I would choose AX any day. So it was kind of like it's the only thing you do. You already went into there with the mindset you're going to have to buy this one thing or both of these things. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like both I them. don't think you really <laughs> went over budget. You kind of just maybe a little bit here and there. But I think it's because everything is so expensive on taxes. I don't know. But either yeah. way, uh, AX. I think
0: every purchase we made was a solid
1: purchase. Uh, AX was a solid time. It was a great time. Uh, probably want to. I'll do it again. Or if you ever want to do it again, obviously. Like whenever you want to do it yeah, next man. year. We'll I go, go every
0: time. <laughs> I love to be some anime expo.
1: We'll go wherever we can. So that'll be for AX because that's pretty much I think like I I've always said this to people like, "Oh, talking about your AX trip. We'll end it on this where I'm like, you just had to be there. In order to know AX and to get the full story, you just have to be there. You have to experience AX for yourself. You
0: just I know, I almost feel like word vomit when I talk about it because it's like every time I talk about it, I remember something that happened. Exactly. On like, a different day. The day before. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah it was a great time I was great just, time what a fantastic trip! just absolutely one like, of the best like my episode, favorite ax by far
1: this episode could be two hours on but we're we're not going to do that let's <laughs> uh i don't know what you have next but hopefully oh. it's the switch games uh the new direct oh. nintendo direct
0: not just yet we oh. have a returning segment this week. Oh. That, man. So the news cycle is kind of over for a while. We don't have many news stories because Summer Games Fest is kind of winding down. So we had those episodes where we had to, you know, talk about the Xbox show, Jeff's show, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the other shows. But now, since launch lineup has been taken care of, we are entering a new season of Pokemon Drip oh. Black and White. Here we go. So... Black and white starts, interestingly enough, with three gym leaders. Now, you only Mm -hmm. get to fight one. I believe it is the one that is weak to the starter you chose. So there is Salon, the green one. There is Mm -hmm. Chili, the red one. And Cress, the blue one. Now, Mm -hmm. since there are three of them and they are dressed pretty much the same, Mm -hmm. what I want to do is have us discuss two things. First of all, is this drip? Mm-hmm. they they run kind of like a battle restaurant is this chef drip
1: <laughs> this is definitely it's not so not staying on the anime expo topic but this is definitely like butler cafe outfit i <laughs> don't think this is drip i don't think you can unless you're wearing some card hard stuff some like blue collar card hard like winter gear uh because that's very trendy right now with like the street wear i don't think you can look drip in like work clothes so uh, this isn't
0: the drippiest chef in, on the face of the no, earth?
1: because, yeah, you can look nice in a suit. But when you look at, like, suits that are dripped out, they always have these crazy designs and, and very vibrant colors. And, you you know, you're experimenting with colors and, and style and, you know, with stuff like that. This is pretty much, like, it's meant to be formal. It's meant to be simple, nice, and not meant to be kind of, like, out there. The thing that's out there, obviously, is their hair. I think we should talk more about their hair design as if that's drippy or not
0: yes that brings me to my second question green red or blue Mm -hmm. who's Um, who's the best here because like i'm liking crest the best just overall there's something cool about crest which is the blue one
1: yeah i think the green one definitely has like a mohawk going on uh middle's pretty tall sides are cut but seems like there's like a either a this is it's either a rat tail or a mullet in the back where the base of the back there's a part very long that you can see maybe the top of the mohawk just is that long so then the top part still hangs down very low, um, you know it, you know probably you know very well in real life Chili's design because I, I got forgive me I don't remember the names of the ones besides Chili, uh,
0: Chili's the red one yeah Chili's
1: the red one. <laughs> Um, he obviously looks like his hair is made of fire, and that's what's it's meant to show. It's made of fire. Uh, it's cool in the sense of maybe, like, 90s cool. It looks very spiky hair. Um, yeah. That might be cool in today's in trend right now, but, uh, I, I think I have to agree with your, with your pick. Something about it is just, like, it's so, it looks like he went to a very expensive hair designer, and it was worth every penny.
0: Yeah. Like, Chris... As far as like who looks the coolest, it's, it's definitely got to be Cress I think. Um, and fun fact about these guys, um, I believe that they use Pan sage pan pour and the fire uh, pan I forgot what it's called pan Sim- simmer I don't know Um Pansier, there we go. I think they use some of the like least popular Pokemon ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's an interesting fun fact. Um, but we we are rating drip here. that's the thing. So, let's go ahead and just give Cress the rating—the one we thought was the coolest of the three. I'm gonna say two.
1: Two for the hero. Badoofs. Yeah. Out of I five. I give it a two.
0: The others, we'll just say maybe one point five, I guess. Because, yeah, they're extras. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway yeah so that's that's the only time we're ever gonna have three gym leaders unless they do another pokemon game where there's three gym leaders um now we might have instances where there are two again but never three again this is a Mm. wholly unique idea for for black and white so um next week i believe we are looking at lenore um so we will get there when we do now the nintendo direct happened a couple weeks ago um two weeks quite a while back
1: so, this will be quick. This will be kind of just... I guess the first one, I won't have really much to say. This is, I think, your first take on it. Uh, yeah. Well, this this will be quick takes on them.
0: Yeah. So, it's, it's quick takes. By now, you've already seen all the trailers. And um, we wanted to talk more. We didn't want to, like crush our discussion of Anime Expo into like a 10 minute thing so Mm -hmm. usually our tangents the beginning go on for a couple minutes and then we get straight into business but today we decided to reverse that as a little bit of a special Um, the Pokemon DLC the Teal Mask and the Indigo Disc Mm -hmm. we got a new trailer for those we don't really know what this DLC is about we know there are certain new Pokemon Um, I will say that the footage they showed was running awfully smooth Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of makes me me, you know my, my ears perk up like What's going on here? This this game doesn't look this smooth. Um but I think a more important one to talk about is the remake of Super Mario RPG. Mm, um big one. originally released for the Super Nintendo by SquareSoft mm. back in the 90s. Um this looks to be a one-to-one remake with yeah. a fresh new coat of paint. So, you know, you got to hope that maybe some of the annoyances of this game are you know, getting quality of life improvements is all I gotta say if they're gonna go that route.
1: Yeah, I would say so. This game was pretty much thought never to get remade because of Square holding the copyrights of some characters in there and if Nintendo were to replace them, it wouldn't be the same sort of, you know, idea of the game. Like, it's the idea, yeah, but character-wise, it pretty much made the game as well. Uh, But most people like you discovered that how come they're not putting it out on... This, yeah it's uh, like super nintendo, why isn't this on the because thing yet <laughs> square has pretty much changed like they pretty much changed their ways like yeah they're more like they like to give nintendo excuses like yeah we'll, we'll definitely give them more and more stuff and so it's just kind of like people expected it but it's still a very big shocker that it came out which that's, that's so fine I don't, it's good
0: i don't have it right next to me but was this on the super nintendo mini the original i cannot the remember original
1: um, I, know I think was. so. It might have been a bundle box. Set. I know it came out super late in the Super Nintendo's life cycle. It was like ninety seven. No, no, I, I
0: mean I mean on the on the Super Nintendo Mini that they did oh, a couple of Oh, On years the back. Mini?
1: I don't remember.
0: I don't think I so. I can't remember. Mm, I can't remember. I'll have to check. I'll have to check out after we record. Oh, they're talking about the um, actual
1: Super Nintendo Mini. The Junior? That that exists. Oh, I, I totally that. forgot about that. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have one of those. The Junior, it exists.
0: Um moving on here though uh super mario bros wonder Mm -hmm. a this was the end of the direct this was the big surprise the the one more thing um massive i will say so we haven't had a new style change for a 2d mario since 2005 new super mario bros for the ds Mm. and the new style was fine for a game or two but it is a very sterile very safe very i don't want to say generic but i do want to say bland style um whereas this looks so like so much love has been put into the frames of this
1: it kind of reminds me of the style of like the art books of mario from mario brothers 2 and mario brothers 3 it's that mario where it's like very stubby but very very go lucky happy mario which it's it represents kind of the artwork of that era not necessarily gameplay obviously
0: it almost feels like they made a 2d version of like the old Nintendo 64 Mario renders Mm -hmm. and put it into this game where things will start coming alive when you activate a new power-up. There are multiple playable characters, again, like Yoshi, Peach, Daisy, for the first time in a mainline game. There's Toads. There's just so much to unpack from this trailer. So many new sights to see, interesting designs for bosses and world maps, and just personality and character, which is not something you get when you turn on new Super Mario Bros. for, for mm-hmm. the DS or for the Wii or whatever. Um, very much looking forward to this one.
1: They're they're pretty much taking a very big design choice of gameplay, but also seems like they're trying to add so much new power-ups that we've had theories that they're hiding so much of not only... Maybe there's a different character you can play as, but also in the sense of maybe they're obviously hiding so much more abilities that are going to be within the game.
0: Yeah. and um, Oh, in classic Nintendo fashion... It comes out in October, which is only three Mm. months away. Um, It does come out the same day as Spider-Man, but (laughs) I mean, I guess I'm getting two games that day is all I got to say. October is out of control. It's the one week of October. It's a seven-day period where just so many things come out.
1: (laughs) All right. Speaking of of Mario, though, we got uh, someone who was considered his rival in the 90s.
0: Yes. Sonic Superstars got a brand new trailer, not the same one we saw at Jeff's show. Um, confirming that there are 12 new zones. Mm-hmm. Yes, new zones. New. There is no Green Hill in this game. Finally.
1: No, <laughs> no chemical plant, no green zone. What other no ones do they like yeah. to use?
0: Uh, Eggman um, zone. So, now, 12 zones could mean a variety of things. It could mean 24 levels, at least. They could go the Sonic... Uh, I think it was the Sonic the Hedgehog 1 route where they did um three levels per zone or the mania route where they have two levels and then a separate level for a boss or they could go the sonic 3 route where they have a mini boss at the end of the first act and a major boss at the end of the second act there's a lot we don't know about this yet all i know is that it does look impressive every time they show this Mm -hmm. uh
1: we'll see how it is it looks it looks fine hopefully it's in obviously the mania area where they're having a lot of passion into it where it succeeds mania as well sort of its spiritual sequel
0: I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I recently replayed Sonic 3 and Knuckles as Amy as part of Origins Mm -hmm. Plus. um, If you want to hear our thoughts on that game, we did a Knuckles run on episode 100 of Markers on the Map, um, so I won't get into it right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And since we've got a few more things to talk about, probably wrap this up in about eight or nine more minutes. Um, Detective Pikachu Returns. Now, I've Mm -hmm. never played the first one. I wanted to, but I never did. This I'm going to play. I love because Pikachu's voice actor. It's Ichiban <laughs> Kasuga.
1: Because because Pikachu <laughs> likes coffee and you like coffee. And
0: Pikachu, I know, I'm drinking coffee as we record this very episode. <laughs> like I'm you, usually uh, drinking I've coffee never, when we record it.
1: <laughs> I've never seen someone in my life before drink as much coffee as you do. Especially the time frame. You drink it at night, which is surprising. Yeah, man. Uh,
0: you gotta have it. <laughs>
1: there's a, there is a funny story about AX about coffee, but uh, that'll maybe for a different time. Maybe we'll discuss it. That's, <laughs> that story's for us.
0: It'll be a new segment. Hey, remember at AX when <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember? Just like th- um, that'll be for the next month. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh Detective Pikachu, uh Yeah,
0: your never play the first quote, one. Un- your quote unquote not gritty crime story uh in mm-hmm. the Pokemon world. Oh, it's you know, very cutesy stuff. We
1: we said I said this I said, there better be a Bidoof that hangs out in the alleys that's just like he knows everything, but he's like, I don't know, my mind kinda a little fuzzy and you gotta pay him in, in a certain thing in order to get his, his to get his uh, tips and secrets.
0: Speaking of Bidoof, I said when you we were watching the Pokemon DLC trailer, I said they better put Badoof and Scarlet and Violet in one of these DLCs because he's not there. He's in the Pokemon Snap game, but he's not in <laughs> Scarlet <right>. and Violet.
1: <laughs> that's true. Hopefully, Badoof gets some love in there. But besides Detective Pikachu, we got another uh, detective on the way that's coming to the Nintendo Switch.
0: A Dark Knight detective, Robert. I'm talking Batman himself with the Arkham Trilogy. All uh, I gotta say is How? How how, how well, is Arkham Knight going
1: to You <laughs> run said on this. It. You said S- Asylum and and City. Oh no, Asylum and and No, yeah, Asylum City. and City that you understand like okay, you can see that. But how is Arkham I Knight I can see it running. A game yeah. that had issues on the PC when it launched going to run on the Switch. But yet again, we've said this. The Switch can surprise how much it can do it for such a little console that old.
0: Yes, I mean, give it to the team I I don't know who's doing the the the, the port. But we have seen Witcher 3 run on Switch. We have seen bigger things run on Switch through cloud versions, like Resident Evil. Um, you know, I think Village, maybe 2 and 3. Um, control on the Switch was a cloud version. Mm-hmm. But these aren't cloud versions. This is, this is native. So I'm, I'm actually really we'll curious because I wouldn't mind having these on the Switch. I actually would get this. Now, what bothers me is, where's the Origins love? Origins is a great game, and it's stuck on 7th Gen. It's stuck mm-hmm. on the PS3. Maybe <laughs> so. someday.
1: This does super well, though, add it. Maybe someday. Yeah. Uh, speaking um, of uh, talking a man about, on... Yeah, a- <laughs> I'm like, <laughs>
0: speaking of other three... Speaking of Spe- three no. remasters <laughs> of classic speaking <laughs> games... Of,
1: speaking about a man on his mission, let's talk about another man who shows all three of his other missions. <laughs>
0: Um, This was the first trailer for Metal Gear Solid Master Collection because it was only announced um, in the PlayStation Showcase after the MGS Delta trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, We have confirmation of some classic games, the visual novel, like graphic novel things, uh, a music player that seems very extensive, and, of course, the three main events, um, MGS 1, 2, and 3, in one convenient package for the Switch and everything
1: else. (laughs) Oh, it also has uh, the MSX uh, Metal Gear original games with the NES version of Metal Gear with also the uh, sequel they made called Snake's Revenge. That was an American exclusive.
0: Like, it is a treasure trove, this volume one. Like,
1: one. Volume so 1. Volume 1 is just this a is treasure volume trove. This is yeah. Volume 2, hopefully, uh, happy theories on this. It has Peace Walker 4... And the portable ops on there with maybe they might, like you said, discuss throw in survival, but I don't know. But at least put it, th- even if survival's on there, I'll still get at it at least four.
0: three volumes if they want to cover everything.
1: That is true. But that's, that's besides the point. That's a whole different theory topic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of Metal Gear Survive, Vampire Survivors is coming to the <laughs> seat. The- <laughs> Vampire Survivors, real quick. Love that game. I play it on my phone. However, I've always wanted on a console. It's probably mm-hmm. going to cost $3 like it does everywhere else. Play this game. It is literally the most addicting game I have ever played. Like, it, it immediately gets its hooks in you, Vampire Survivors. Um, yeah. It's wild. Um rushing through a little bit of here uh the the, the direct here yeah. WarioWare Move It is a Ooh. sequel to WarioWare Shake It which is my favorite Wario game so I can't see this being anything but great also I just uh, love WarioWare I think I've played yeah, most of them
1: I've also said this that the Switch's uh, Joy-Cons are much more pinpoint accurate to how motion is used than in the Wii so I think these games are gonna should be more fun and should be coming out way more on the Switch than anything else
0: yeah, Um. the last one they did was WarioWare Get It Together, also a great game. However, it was not traditional in that you were actually controlling characters with the Joy-Con. This feels more like that traditional WarioWare mm. experience that I've been craving. Um, Myth Force, put this one on here because, I don't know, it just kind of fits our aesthetic. Like, we've done many Masters of the Universe parodies and on this very podcast entertainment program and myth force is a first person action game in the vein of a saturday morning cartoon
1: (laughs) yeah surprised that it's first person i thought it would be a asymmetric like how most of these like like uh diablo 4 and like uh was
0: Hades oh. and stuff like boy, that? boy am i gonna talk about diablo 4 here in a week or so like, yeah but man, that, what a hard not... drop <laughs> but yeah uh first <laughs> just, person he just rekindled that memory it
1: reminds me of uh, the borderlands 2 dlc for tiny tina's assault on dragons keep kind of because yeah. the and stuff like that
0: yeah so i've kind of got my eye on the, on this one i i can't see it being you know more than 20 30 bucks so I, I might check it out when it when it drops um headbangers rhythm royale basically rhythm heaven but pigeons um, just want to toss that one on there because anytime I can talk about something that's either Rhythm Heaven or Rhythm Heaven adjacent, I'm like, oh hey, cool. That genre is not gone. I remember there was one a couple like a year ago called Melatonin, which is mm-hmm. another game that's just like Rhythm Heaven. I- I've not played it yet, but I've like just wanted like put it out there that I hear that that game is is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few trailers we we didn't catch uh, Pikmin Four because I'll be talking about the demo either ne- next episode or the episode after to probably going to be Final Fantasy 16 next week. Um uh, but they did Shadow Drop 1 and 2 on the eShop with a physical mm-hmm. release coming in August that I will be picking up. Um Persona 5 Tactica was formally announced for Switch. Uh Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 got a new trailer and this one features more customization than anything you could imagine in the first one. It's going to be a good time, I think. Um, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the 3DS is being remade for the Switch. And there is a brand new Peach game. It doesn't have a title yet. We saw about 15 seconds of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Many have have expressed a guess that it might be for their next system. Only time will tell for that. But I guess it's about time Peach got a new game for herself. Because Super Princess Peach for the DS came out like...
1: Almost, like,
0: Oof. 16, 17 years ago. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Oof. um, yeah, and just to finish off the, the news here, um, Mario Kart 8 DLC Wave 5 was announced at the Direct. It will be up on the day this episode goes up. We'll be talking about that pretty soon. And Street Fighter Six has had two battle passes now. It's on its second battle pass. So the first was Early Summer Vibes, and then this new one is... Um, getting ready for Rashid because Rashid drops July twenty fourth, twenty twenty three as Street Fighter 6's first DLC character. Um, I could talk about how I have a great way of grinding this battle pass out very quickly. Like to put it into perspective, I've worked on it for a couple hours. I'm like six tiers away. It's also like the most boring way to grind a battle pass out. But hey, you know how I feel about battle passes. <laughs> Street Fighter six has them, and that like they're easy. They're fine. They're skippable. But I still get that mentality with the Battle Pass. That's besides the point. We just say we've done one for this week, though.
1: <laughs> yep, that's your wrap of us coming back, at least taking a week off. That should wrap it up.
0: Yes, so um, just, again, a look at the next few episodes, Final Fantasy 16 and Pikmin 4. A revisit to God of War Ragnarok and Yakuza Like a Dragon, and of course, some Mario Kart 8 DLC, whatever news pops up. We might have to do a few episodes recorded early again, depending on circumstances, so news might not be as timely. But I think Summer Games Fest announcements we pretty much covered. Like, I don't think there's anything massive that's going to happen unless, a, you know, a company like Nintendo just announces something wild on Twitter. I mean, Nintendo's likely to do that, but, you know, so is anybody else. <laughs> um so we just want to thank you guys so much for listening please follow us on our twitter at markers on the map um where you and then you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five-star rating and review download an episode and subscribe listen to us on spotify or google podcasts as well and we like to end every episode with a famous video game quote and it's one of my favorite ones ever you know ellie we really are the ratchet and clank future tools of destruction And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.